Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Bevo Boys, and I would be lying if I didn't say or if I said that I wasn't excited about this episode based off of the weekend that Texas baseball just had against the Crimson Tide. That's right. They take down Alabama in convincing fashion. We'll get into that. Also, basketball, as we were hoping, would go 2-0 over the weekend, and they did exactly that. Uh, barely, <laughs> barely, but it worked. I was about to say, actually, Joe, uh, overall great weekend for Texas sports in general. The swimming team did good. Uh, they won. Yeah. It's both men's and women's swimming and diving yeah. one big 12. Somebody set a track record. Yep. Uh, men's and women's track won the big 12. So once again, Texas, the best school in the big 12 in every com- sport, that's not football and basketball. You're right. Completely irrelevant. And so, uh, with that, my name is Creighton Branch. You guys know this. Joe Scanlon on the other side of the microphone. We are glad to be back. Uh, as much as I want to get into baseball talk, should we get into basketball first or what? what how do you want to do this? Let, I mean, there's really no bad news on this episode, which is a rarity True. for us. Uh, <laughs> let's start with Bama because, uh, you know, it's always nice to say Texas beat Alabama. Just giving Nick Saban even more fuel to the fire come September. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I saw a tweet. I think it was uh, Hook'em Headlines. They were like, and Texas has held Alabama scoreless after three. Something I hope to say that come this fall. You never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, stranger things have happened. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you- baseball, I mean, th- what can I say about this team? What can I say about this team? Third team ERA at the pitching is Oof. 0.5 or lower. I'm sorry. That four, that is mm. four earned runs in eight games, 8-0. Eight oh. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I mean, look at and the way they win these games. This is just a good team. This is how you know this team is good. They are winning games one nothing, two nothing. Yeah, that's true. They are getting out of jams. There were so many times Alabama left runners on base on the freaking cor- like on you know, base is juiced, and we got to yeah, strike out sure. in the inning. And, you know, that's the mark of a great team. And Alabama, you know, not known to be a baseball school, but they are not a slouch. It's the SEC. They are a good baseball program. And now maybe people will stop saying they haven't played anybody because we just sweeped Alabama, who is who was undefeated coming into this weekend. So uh, let's, you know, sit, sit down, haters. Sit your, <laughs> sit your butts down, haters. Um, I, did Alabama? People are gonna have to. I mean, we'll have to. We'll have to look into this. I have no clue. I wonder if Alabama put the horns down at any point in this weekend. It oh, seems to be a I'm, trend, so I'm not sure. I'm sure they did. I didn't see any pictures of it, but uh, not if on their they Instagram did, story. for some reason, baseball is the only team that when a team does put the horns down against them, they're the only ones to go okay, and then just knock them across <laughs> the mouth. My beer. Yeah, hold, hold my, my beer. beer. Basic. That's literally what it is because. This team is good. You know, we talked about the offense really coming out on fire in mm-hmm. the uh, first five games. A little bit of a struggle, but like I said, Alabama pitching was pretty good. So to just eke out that one one run in game one, and we'll start there. Let's start with the one to nothing win. Yeah, definitely. Great pitching from Pete Hansen. My God. I mean. Unreal. What can you do? Unreal. What, what, what can you say about Pete Hansen? 
and then Jared Southern and Aaron Nixon. I mean, these guys. It's not just. It's not just Pete Hansen. Like we we talked about Pete Hansen. He is clearly one of the top five, if not higher, starting pitchers in the nation, hands down. He. Pitched five scoreless innings with eight strikeouts, only allowed four hits and gave up one walk. That's key. No walk, like one walk. That's so mm-hmm. incredibly key. Because if you don't give up free bases, you win college baseball games. That's exactly how it goes. And, I mean, yeah, it's it's just, I can't. It's unfair. I can't say, I, it, it, it is unfair. And I can't just say enough about this this squad because... We knew the pitching was going to be good coming into this year. I was not expecting it to be this good. Like, this is... I almost would want to maybe put them up what? against a crappy MLB. like Or not maybe oh. not MLB. Well, but, uh, <laughs> like a minor league team. I think, they, I think this team could beat a single-A minor league team. I would like to see that. You said .5 ERA for the team? Yeah, that's what I saw That's got to be... That's got to be... All like that's gotta be almost down there like all time, right? I mean, I mean that would up, that would yeah, that would seem that would seem like I mean that's that's half a run like that's not usual. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they they let's see. So this is how many runs they've given up in the first eight games: zero in the first, one in the second, two in the third, zero in the fourth, four in the fifth, but most of those were unearned. Zero in the sixth, zero in the seventh, one in the eighth. Come on, man. That's like how many shutouts is that? Four. One, yeah, two, it's four. That is three, four shutouts in eight games. That was the. I think that was tied. That was tied for a record. I think for Texas baseball, that was that was big time. The way that they were able to, they almost. I mean, honestly, they almost got another one. Uh, we'll look into obviously into the last game, but in that you know in the last game of the series, they almost got one. If uh, Alabama didn't sell one over for a home run, it was the only look that they got the entire weekend, really. But. Um, I think I think a big thing also about uh, the series, but really Friday uh, as a whole is uh, I th- the the weather. Uh, oh, terrible! How, how bad the weather was. Uh, it was just it was not the conditions sucked flat out. It was it was obviously from the get go. It was going to be a very hard offensive uh, game for both sides, and. You kind of it just kind of had that feeling that eventually, you know, it was going to be the difference. It was going to be a one-run difference. Nobody was really going to break out and uh, bust a you know a few runs here and there. It was just going to probably be a one-nothing game, and the fact that Texas was able to do that in such awful weather conditions it leads me to the point that I'm set, that I kind of kind of had today honestly, Joe, uh, when I was looking into the stats here. I mean. If you put Texas in favorable weather conditions, because because that is let's be honest, like that is a big factor in baseball. I mean, it's it's not gonna. I, don't, I mean, who are they gonna lose to? You know, I mean, let's be let's be real. They probably win this Alabama game by more than one. If I know Alabama out hit uh, Texas, but uh, Texas had it going there uh, for a bit. And the way that the pitching was going for uh, UT, I just, I mean, I felt like if Texas, if it wasn't, if the weather wasn't the way it was, I mean, Texas, I feel like would have scored more runs in Friday and Saturday. But 
nonetheless, uh, the fact that they were able to, we, we say this a lot, you know, you really know when a team is really good, when they can win, when they're not always playing at their peak level. And there was times we saw that in the football season, obviously it didn't work out, but here we are again, seeing it at the beginning of the year, Texas struggling, not because they were bad, but because the weather was hindering them and they just had to find a way to grind it out. And they did exactly that in the seventh inning. And uh, uh, you can say what you want about Alabama. I know that they're, you know, they're all right. But this team was undefeated going into this, going into the series. And they still recruit great talent. They're a top school in a top conference. And so these guys can win on any given day that, you know, you put them out there. So I don't think that they, we should discredit this win or at all if you're Texas fans. I think that this is a the fact that Texas was able to maintain what they did against Rice and Texas A&M Corpus Christi, I think is huge. Uh especially on the Friday and uh I mean, it's hard for me to say much more about the Friday game just because I mean, it's everything that we've been saying. You know, you know, it's it's it was it was a game that I felt like like it was just another way Texas showed that they can win. Yeah, exactly. And like I said earlier, it's it's when the going gets tough, when the weather's crappy, when you know you might have some errors, when it's a low-scoring game, when the going gets tough, the teams that make it to Omaha, the teams that succeed in Omaha, are the ones that rise above that and pull yeah. out a win. And that's exactly what Texas baseball did this weekend. Um, real quick, I want to just highlight some of the offense. I mean. Uh, on Sunday, Murphy Stelly, three for five at the plate. I mean, come on, dude. Like, heck yeah. Trey Faltini had oh, a uh, yes. two big two-run single. I mean, he had a home run in the series as well. Um, I just, this team, it just feels different. And I know that, God, those are like you say two that words. A lot. Those are two words that Texas fans have heard a lot of and hate tremendously. They're showing it, though. But this, but see, that's the difference. The football team never shows it. The baseball team, when they say it feels different, they show you, yes, this is different. This feels different. This feel, this team feels like they'd kick the shit out of last year's team. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does. It, you know, I, I, I would almost say wish, so. I almost wish, I almost wish we had time ban on this team. If we had time ban on this team, it I would, would be a, I would, would be I would a tough go for anybody. I would book my Omaha trip. The now. yeah, the only thing it feels like because uh, like I look at the rest of the schedule. I I, I want to get back into the series, but I look at the rest of the schedule leading up to Big Twelve play, and I see Sam Houston, I see Tennessee and LSU and UCLA and T State and South Carolina, and I mean obviously. In a perfect world, I'd love to win all those games. We'll probably drop maybe one. I have no clue how it's going to work out, but I, I, I you're going to find me hard pressed to pick against Texas in any of the game. The way they're going to lose, you know, if they're going to lose. I'm going to be shocked about it, kind of thing. It's well, it's baseball, so they they will. They are yeah, not yeah. going to go fifty something and no folks. That'd they be will nice, lose though. some games. That would that be, would, nice. That'd be nice. That'd be incredible. But uh, but I do think that I do think honestly that the notion that we are saying how. It's going to be hard for any team to beat Texas two out of three games, I think, is more prevalent than ever. I mean, I prevalent than ever. I'm not quite sure I can think of. I'm Like, TCU's great. Texas Tech is fine. I get it. But, like, the way Texas plays, man, I can't see many teams getting two wins out of that team. You know, I mean, 
because Alabama, I mean, they're yeah, they. As like I said, Texas could have been a could have put it on a lot worse, and uh, the only time that I think yeah, the only time Texas was tied with Alabama with the score was Sunday's game, one to one when they hit the home run. Other than that, it was zero zeros, and Texas always you know took the lead. Then eventually Texas busted it open. So, and Sunday was favorable weather conditions, so you can see what how that happens. But this team. What I love about them is kind of similar to last year's team uh, after the first few months is that they can figure out how to get points on the board. Like I'm not – I'm never worried about points, runs. Runs. Ne- I, basketball again, guys. <laughs> and and uh, I'm never too worried about this team being shut out or, you know, struggling to get runs. I always – even if it's 1-0 – I always feel like they're going to find a way to get that decisive run over the other team. And I think that is a huge thing. And this was a good series to show, hey, we're the number one team in the nation. And they did it, man. I mean, there should be nobody in the nation that's doubting that Texas is number one. And if you are, you're biased. That's what it is. You're, you're strictly biased. biased. You're biased or you're Paul Feinbaum. You oh, yes, you're right. Uh, Absolutely. That's an old callback right there. Uh, so yeah, Texas baseball shuts out Alabama. Hopefully the football team will do the same in the fall. I would put $500 that they aren't going to do that, but, uh, could you imagine? Oh my God. I'm not getting it. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but if, if we shut, Oh, speaking of the football team really quickly, as we segue into basketball, um, the base, the football team was at the women's basketball game Saturday night and they did a video, you know, like a supporting (laughs) video. And I did I text you? I put it in the group chat. Yeah, you said it. I said <laughs> it, said and it. I'm gonna say it here. No, no, say- it's fine. It's fine. Quinn Ewers is a uh, we we love Quinn. <laughs> we, we love, love we Quinn. love Quinn. We love Quinn. Listen, I, I, think I don't Quinn- want Quinn to be on any other team at all. So <laughs> we absolutely love Mr. Ewers. And uh, were they at the baseball game at any point? Now that you mention it, I don't even know if they were. I don't. I don't think so. You couldn't. They couldn't make a one one o'clocker on yep. Sunday. I don't. Guess I, not. I don't know. But uh, oh, uh, did should I put? Should I say the Hodo thing? <laughs> Douglas sure. Hodo. Douglas Hodo's a great defender, and he made a really nice diving uh, play. And so, me and my you know hilarious. St- I'm not gonna say. It, you know what? We already we already <laughs> are in the doghouse. I feel like so. Let's just say it's a no fly zone in center field. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. There's a there's a joke in there. There's also another joke in there, but I'm going to let that go. Anyway, so back to the Texas football video. There I'm you know Quinn dying. Quinn Ewers is like Quinn what Ewers is, is like on? you know, we're we're here to support, you know, support Texas women's basketball and I love I love team supporting teams. It's always great, but he needs to do something with that mullet. It it looks bad. It's getting out of control. It's getting a little out of control. I literally said he looks like a divorced dad in a trailer park. I mean, it's it's the ends, the ends of it, and then like the front. Like he needs to clean it up. He needs to clean up the front. Like it's definitely just kind of he's kind of faded up. Kind of faded up. That's what everyone's doing. They fade up the front and then they let it grow in the back. And I think if he just faded the front up, it would look fine. Even if the back did have the split ends and stuff. Yeah, yeah that, that's right. I'm dating a girl, so I know what split ends are, folks. Uh, <laughs> Subtle flex. 
So <laughs> everybody needed to know that, I guess. He's been dying to say that, I guess. No, I so. haven't. I haven't, but I just wanted to show off my prowess. When that it comes sounded to hair. personal, is what that sounded like. That sounded. I just very... want. I just wanted to acknowledge that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to hair. Anyways, back to Quinn. Yeah, I mean, he's letting it go, and I get it. I mean, it's fine. He's you know young in college. He drives a Corvette. It's fine. I, I wonder. I wonder if he'll. I wonder if he'll cut it off at any point. And, oh uh, God! What if that's the source of his power? Well, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and argue that it's not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah not gonna... I, I'm not either. I mean, he's since he's grown the mullet out. I mean, that was the year he grew the mullet out. That was the break. That was the breakaway junior year. Break, you know, breakout junior year was when he just yeah. you know flashed all sure. over TV screens. So, I mean, I'm cool. I mean, I agree with you though. I mean, I would like. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I got I got long hair, but I'm. Uh, I'm cool if, if if you're gonna say, hey, you should shape it up a little bit. Doesn't bother me at all. But it is crazy that it's kind of it's starting to fall out of the mullet form and kind of just being long hair almost at this point because the sides are growing so. Maybe long he's, maybe and... he's going for the Trevor Lawrence look. Maybe nobody. Let me let me just <laughs> let me just stop you right there. Nobody can go for the Trevor Lawrence look. There's only one. There's only one T Law Joe. We There's oh my one. god he calls him T Law yeah we get what it a, you have you have a jersey from his Clemson days not, there you go continue and his not Jaguars a, days and, and his high school and his high school how'd you get the high school jersey that's what I don't get man. just I have my ways Cartersville man go Hurricanes <laughs> this man's a T Law I'll tell you fan, what folks. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you oh yeah I'll tell you what though if Quinn Ewers wins a championship I will easily. Easily buy a South Lake Carroll jersey, no doubt in my mind. Oh, home. I will never <laughs> wear that jersey. God, really, bless. really? Do you, you know what that, that represents? You do know what that represents in DFW? Wealth, money, disgusting. It also represents championships. Yeah, well, you Got know what you. else? Permian also won <laughs> championships, and so look at them now. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, like forty years ago. <laughs> Nothing. Give me a break, Booby Miles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> screw you, man. <laughs> like, whatever. What What's, is this podcast? What are we doing here? Booby oh Miles God. is probably a grandfather now. Like that was so long ago. Booby Miles is not that old. Oh, you want to bet? He's got to be fifty. What I do bet you think? the 45? people. Who, if you're still listening to us right now, I bet you're loving this. He's fifty-one. That's okay, what maybe, I thought. Maybe he is a grandfather. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, 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 I think the last South Lake Championship was right before the turn of 2010, correct? Or even after that? Yeah. That's what I, I think, thought. I don't know. He's got yeah, he yeah. has he has four children. But uh so maybe he has maybe he has grandchildren. I don't know. Four children, I will be willing to bet one of those is yeah. a grandchild. Probably. A grand, hey, know, he went to a he went to Ranger College. Did you know that? I I tried Where's, out there. Oh, did you? Did you Ra- Ranger, really? Texas. That yeah. Ranger, Texas. Oh, oh okay. Ranger, Texas. Yeah. Huh. Nope. Oh, he said did he regrets. He... he said he regrets trying to play on his injured knee. Oh, there you go. That's that. I. You know what? I've never heard that before. That was something I've learned on this podcast. I cannot believe that we have transitioned into Booby Miles talk. What a well, well, <laughs> well. Okay, real real quick before. Uh, before, no, man. That's before all good. we move on, <laughs> before we move on, he's actually related to Von Miller. In what way? 
I have it doesn't say, but it says Miles is related to Los Angeles Rams All Pro Von Miller. Well, that probably a cousin. that's kind of a bummer because Von Miller's an Aggie. I mean, yeah. Uh, still, I mean, I don't mind Von. Uh, Von Miller is one of the Aggies that is not really. Oh my God! Did you catch this? And bad and bougie Quavo says, "Run with that sack, call me booby." No, but I can see why how he said that. I, I yeah. can see where that would be fitting in. Did he really say that? Yeah. Well, of course the, he did. Why would? Yeah. Why would? Yeah. How about that, man? How about Booby, that? Okay. All right. We're, Booby we're, Miles. We're way off the topic. Everyone's <laughs> left us. Let's move on to Texas Longhorns basketball. Uh, we said that they needed to go at least two and fo- two and two and two in these last four yes. games to feel comfortable about making the tournament. And mm-hmm. what did the Texas basketball team do? They went two and zero this past week. We'll start. With the TCU game, which I was freaking out about because we looked like complete crap for like most <laughs> of that game until we finally turned it on and end up winning 75-66. to 66. Great win, uh, considering, like I said, how it was going. If you look on ESPN at the little like winning thing, TCU had a pretty uh-huh. solid chance to win at one point. They were up by, 10. They? They were up by 10 at one point in the second. Man, that's... What, at what? Well, let me see. I wonder at what point that was. It was twelve minutes. Oof. Yeah, that's to, um, like that's one thing that Texas is not good at is coming back. So that that yeah no I mean there was definitely times, uh, especially right around there. I swear you texted. There was definitely times where it was like, oh, this feels like it it might get out of hand, and I mean, but shout out to UT for being able to. Uh, reel it back in, quite honestly, because it wasn't. I mean, and uh, I'm yeah. yeah. Looking at the box score, once again, our bench is just complete. What are we doing here? Now, granted, they didn't play a lot. I think mm-hmm. let's see. The person who had the most minutes off the bench was Cunningham, with ten. Yeah. So the starters really showed out, and I mean, Timmy Allen had seventeen. Bishop had ten. Carr had 19. Carr's finally shooting the ball again. And yeah. I'm so happy. He's so much better when he does it. When he shoots the ball first, he's so great. Like, he'll be, he's just fine when he's doing that. And then, and so, like, uh, if he, Andrew, yeah. oh, go ahead. Yeah, Andrew Jones with 21. But here's where I'm going to freaking call this team out. Because how the fuck do you shoot one for 14 oh, you from behind beat me to the it. <laughs> 7.1% from behind the arc. TCU shot 50% from behind the arc. We are That's... lucky that we won this game. How the hell did we not win this game? Oh, maybe because of free throws. But they only missed, they only missed three free throws. We had a lot more free throws, thank God. But, like, they shot 53% from the field, would... 50% behind the arc. We shot 44% they... from the field. And then 7 Seven. It was, uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, the fact that TCU lost this game uh, shooting 53% from field goal range is pretty uh, staggering because they were popping shots there at the end. I will say that it helps a bunch that TCU has 17 turnovers to our eight. That made that a huge true. difference. And honestly, without that, God, it could have easily been a blowout. But yeah. No, uh, there's some stats in there, Joe, uh, that you mentioned just in between the team stats and the box score. I think, one, box score-wise, 
Uh, if you don't have production from your bench in the tournament, I think your life's going to be really hard. And I know for sure if you shoot one for 14 in the tournament or anything below 30%, you're probably not winning your game in the nope. tournament. I would nope. be, I would, I would bet anybody a good amount of money that you are going to lose your game if you are shooting under 30% in the tournament. It, cause it ramps up to a different level and it's just not going to cut it. Um, but you know, I think, uh, we do have to give credit to Texas for shooting 80% over 80% from the free throw line. That's something that we have really wanted them to do is just to be consistent. And it makes, you can see it makes a huge difference when you can make your shots. I mean, going 24 for 29, that's something Texas has not done all, uh, so much this year uh usually that it gets split almost to like this shoot like somewhere around the 60 range or close to 70 and they leave a lot of points on the board but um i think that with all that uh being said back to the box score i will take if you give me timmy allen scoring 17 marcus course marcus court marcus marcus Carr scoring 19 and andrew jones scoring 21 and getting even ten from Bishop, I will take that every time. I think that that is, I I think that that is a winning recipe. The problem is, like I just said, and Jace Febris, to his credit, played better in the next game. He's gonna have to score a little bit more. Devin Askew's got to get it together, bro. I mean, oh, don't, don't get me started. This is, don't get me started on Askew. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say anything bad, but. At this point, I feel like I could step in and and wear that jersey and maybe oh, maybe put oh on some better numbers. I mean, put up some better numbers. I mean, can, well, honestly, o for two, I could shoot o four. I could shoot o for. Can I? Can I not? I mean, I just missed two That's shots. True. Yeah. So he's got to play better. Uh, Brock Cunningham has. I'm not worried about him. His his thing is not scoring. It's just getting those rebounds, which he didn't do great this game, but he's done plenty of times that I think he. Uh, it's not this not an issue that he didn't do against TCU, uh, but yeah, the bench play is going to need just really honestly, Desu needs to get a little better, and Devin needs to get a little better, and Jace has shown that he can. So, uh, if they if that if if that can kind of find its way, and I'm hoping that we find, I'm not saying that Texas is going to find a switch and it's going to flip in the next two weeks, but I'm hoping that we can at least find some kind of spark in the Big 12 tournament uh, that can we can ride into the NCAAs. And <clears throat> I'm, I, I do still, honestly, Joe, before we, we get into the next game, I mean, I think that this was a big confidence booster for Texas because I think everybody thought that, I mean, I swear, I mean, I would, I would be shocked if anybody watching that game didn't think TCU was going to come out with the win when it got to that point. And Texas found a way to battle back and not only win, they ended up winning by nine points. They didn't win by one or two, won by nine points by the end of it. Yeah, exactly. And good teams win games like that. I don't, man, this team's so up and down. I, I can't oh, it's, it's, ta- it's, I can't it's unbelievably it frustrating. I can't, how I can't take it anymore. Creighton. I'm going to lose I, my mind. You know, it's funny. It's like, it's like whoever puts on the burnt orange Jersey, whatever sport it's like instantly, are like they they're going to take you on this roller coaster. Other than you know, it's like football other does than, it. Other than baseball, other than yeah, baseball every sport, and like swimming every sport and, other than it's football and basketball. That's it. Like like tennis even did it at one point, you know. And so it's like you know, it's just it's it, like I just want I just want put on the jerseys and just be good. 
You know, just being, stop giving me. And I get it. Like, let's be honest. The Big 12 is the best basketball uh, conference in all of the nation. And I, I honestly do believe, Joe, this, this might be a little far-fetched. But I honestly, I mean, I think that the first round game that we play is probably going to be easier than any of these Big 12 games that we've played over the past four months. Oh, I, I agree with that. And we'll get into the next two games a little bit later. But right now, let's move to... Texas versus West Virginia in Morgantown. Uh, Never a fun time. Hate Never that a place. Fun time. Hate that place so much. Looked fine in the first half. Uh, up six at the half, and then West Virginia decided to just get hot. They yeah. got hot. And to Texas's credit, they hung in there, man. We ended up shooting 63% from the field, 50% from three. Thank God. Better than last time. Uh, matched uh West Virginia, though we had two more three pointers, and uh, then both of us sucked at the line, shooting like seventy <laughs> something percent, yeah. but seventy uh, something percent. But uh, yeah, West Virginia fifty percent total from the field, but like they got hot in the second half, and that's and we were able to somehow, you know, fight that off, and you know credit. Timmy Allen, man, I swear to God, Ooh, I feel like he, he can he can feel when we're like Timmy Allen sucks because he flipped the switch and got a I double tell you double. what, when Timmy Allen like gets going, he's one of the best players in the conference. I mean, that kid is so good when he's when he finds a way to gel and put it all together. Uh, he needs to come see, back. Oh, I agree, absolutely. He 100%. comes back one more year. Think, he's the lottery pick. Anybody, I think anybody that can come back next year should come back next year. Um, can Andrew Jones come back? No, it's like okay. his sixth year. I know, dude. Might, Andrew and Jones. Honestly, it might I be love, it's, it might be his tenth. I mean, I, I don't know. Dude, I've point, lost count. I love I love Andrew Jones. I think you know his story is incredible. But he, this man was such a liability those last like five minutes. Oh yeah, no, and that's fair. But the thing, you know, with that, honestly. I think that that is a, a good thing to say. Andrew Jones has been also up and down uh, over the past few months. Yeah. And you see, like, in the game against the Horn Frogs, drops 21. It's actually really good. And then you see in a game like West Virginia, struggles and on, almost ends up costing the Horns the game by that late turnover. Literally late. I mean, what was it? Nine seconds? Yeah. Oh, I mean, or something like that. Yeah, it was split. late. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, I, I really hope – here's the thing uh, before I start dissecting in, into the game. Uh, the way Texas played in these two these two situations almost leaves me just a tad bit worried that we could see an instance like we did last year with Abilene Christian where they just completely lose it and they can't figure it out. And I, I hope that we don't see that. I, I will say I do believe in this team's offensive talent more than last year's. I, but for some reason, this team just one game off, one game on, one game off, one game on. And you see, so looking into this, Joe, I believe that we had at one point, I mean, we had this game pretty much, I, want, I don't want to say locked up, but it was a what? Uh, four, yeah, four point oh, yeah. ball game with like yeah. a minute and a half left, and we ended up getting to the point where they had a chance to win the game. Uh, that's not a yeah, that's bad. Yeah, well, we didn't make our freaking uh, exactly. free throws, so exactly. uh, that's that's kind of an issue. But uh, 
you know, a win is a win. And, you know, looking at the box score, Marcus Carr, 15 again. Dude, I mean, like, let him shoot, man. He was 6 for 6 from the field. Come and on. he shoots the fadeaway jumper so well. His yes. turnaway fadeaway jumper goes in almost every time. Um, I'm I'm very confident in that shot. Whenever he wants to take it, I, I, I'm totally fine with it because it goes in most of the time. And, yeah, like we were mentioning, Timmy Allen put the team on his back, which he's done a couple times so far this year. But if he can get it going in the – I mean, like if he can just have one of those games in the tournament, it's going to be hard for a first or second round team to beat us. Be, I mean, like – it, it is so and I, i'll give credit to jace febris man 14 points i said he needed to do better and he did he did better uh came alive found a way to put four three-pointers together which was a huge point uh in the game if you ask me might be the reason that we were able to hold on to the win i definitely played a key part in obviously having the lead but his the momentum at those time at the at the time of those shots was just massive for Jace Fabris oh. yeah, to answer West Virginia. A hundred percent, and you know that's the stuff we need. We need clutch shots from the bench. Ask you, what are you? God. And, and <laughs> twenty five minutes, Sioux. Joe. Dude, Sue, I'm I'm done with these two. I am done yeah. with them, and it sucks because look at how shallow our bench is because mm-hmm. Trey Mitchell left for whatever reason. <laughs> He's and hurt. Stop blaming him. He's not hurt. He just left the team. He was a little tweaked. Okay, he's a little. Well, tweaked. they didn't say. They didn't say if, if he was left for an injury, they would have said he left because of an injury. They said he just left the team. I think. I think. I think it was other issues, and he happened to be tweaked too. So okay. Much. All right. Okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> but yeah, bench, I just like Trey a lot. So yeah. Well, Desue and Ask you need to step the. Freak up, man! Well, Devin, twenty-five minutes can't get any, gets five points. Like, come on! Yeah, that's pathetic. And that's absolutely pathetic. Oh my god! And then you look at something like the West Virginia bench, and you see Mister Malik Curry yeah. just popping off for twenty-seven points. Are he you was sure that was? One. Are you sure that was Malik or was that Steph? Yeah, no kidding. No, for real. I mean, it felt like it, and um. It was. I wish that we could get production like that. We've gotten production out of our bench, Joe, but we haven't gotten production from a bench player like that. Like dropping almost thirty points. I would yeah. love to see that. And yeah, exactly. I I do think that playing these games in this conference is going to benefit us huge. Uh, come the first few rounds uh, in the tournament, especially now that it looks like we are on the way. I or I I I do believe that we will have a top. Uh, five seed, and that is going to play a big part in the first two matchups. And I and if we can win the first one, God willing, because Lord knows what happens. God, um, stop. Yeah, no. Th- this this team has faced talent that's going to be much tougher than the ones that they're going to face in the first and second round. Now they just got to get it done. Got to get it done. And they could have easily lost both these games. We mentioned how Texas was going to. You know, there was going to be a potential that Texas lost four games in a row, but they found a way to grind them out and win two. They're not must-have wins, Joe, but, man, it would have made your tournament just a tad. It would have made it pretty hard to, you know. Yeah. To yeah, So now we move on to hopefully real, what is a, you know. so Real quick, real yeah. quick. Did you think Cunningham should have been ejected? No. Yeah, no, I didn't think that was a flag I, but it, and Also, I'll tell you this. I'm – 
that's not a biased thing for Texas. I'm just not of the mindset that I you just didn't don't, mean to I, hit him I, in the face. I think I ball. I think that the way that we that we officiate flagrant ones and twos now is is almost uh, to the point where we're calling a common foul. I mean, it it is very uh, it's it's very tight. Like we're, there's excessive content uh, content excessive contact to me, Joe is like. I would I would call it like you are going out of your way to like take a punch or something, you know. I yeah, mean, you or are tackling the dude. Yeah, that is excessive contact to me. That could because think about what you're doing. You are ejecting a player from a game because you said, "Yo, that that was you were endangering another player." And I don't think that anybody making any sort of semi basketball move. Uh, in what in any kind of fashion, I think it's got to be so out of the ordinary. And they used to refer, they used to officiate it like that. Like if it was out of like super out of the ordinary, it'd be a flagrant too. Everything else wouldn't be. And now they just call them so quickly, and I I I, I can't stand it. And if it was on the other end, I would have said the same thing. If it was a West Virginia player, um, because I think the way I think the NBA has got a big problem with it, and I think college has a big problem with it. The way that they they judge these flagrant ones and twos, it's just. One, the line is is not the line is too strict between or the line there's not much of it between a flagrant one and two. I feel like there's a lot of flagrant twos that could be flagrant ones, and then I feel like almost all flagrant twos are unwarranted. So, I no, I don't think he should have been, and I'm glad that they don't do a thing like football where you get ejected, you sit out for any point in another game. That would be awful. So. Uh, no, he shouldn't have been uh, ejected. Yep. I agree. I agree. So let's move on. Uh, on today. Today, folks. That's right. Today, 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 the Texas oh, Longhorns geez. take on the number 10 Baylor Bears in Austin at the drum. Uh, God help us. We are not Final projected game. to win this game. At home. Final game at the drum ever. Oh, God. We have them. We might win this game now. And then I think well, I would hope so, but... This if they pack the drum, they better pack the drum for the last they, game. I think I know they that sold out. Now I will say that with it being sold out, you know Baylor fans were able to crack the the, uh, <laughs> the pre-sale code. code and Jesus, I mean, <laughs> it's got yeah. I the, got the spread is uh one and a half, and we're the underdog. But you know, I you know yeah, we lost to Baylor by seventeen the first time, but I think if the if the team that we know and love comes out and comes out and plays, they can beat Baylor. If the, the team, team that mm-hmm. the team that played TCU comes out and plays, we're fucked. It's over. the team <laughs> that beat Kansas twice can beat this Baylor team. Well, that was last year. So then we beat Kansas this year once. Yeah, once is what I meant. Sorry. Yes, we sorry. beat them three times in a row. But the team that beat Kansas oh, we t- have. this You're year, right. yeah, and I'll take that. The team four that beat times, Kansas. no, four times, because twice, oh, oh. twice in the regular season, once in the Big Twelve championship. No, uh, the Big Twelve. Se- well, we didn't play them, did we? It was a forfeit. <laughs> oh, that's right. But count, but count it, but count it. So it and then this year, it yeah. was a forfeit. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Uh, Rock COVID. chalk that. COVID, baby. Anyways, oh yeah. God. So, so we the have Baylor. That, yeah. Oh, go ahead. We have Baylor. Uh, we have Baylor now, and then uh, we go on the road to Lawrence, Kansas, to face the Jayhawks in their regular season finale. And guess who's gonna be there, Creighton? 
He's actually going, folks. He's actually going, ticket folks. Is, ticket is purchased, and it is uh, all said in stone. It's he set, is, well, I don't know about stone stone, but it's pretty <laughs> close. Pretty close. Joe, Joe, Joe's gone to the Kansas uh, venue more than the drum itself. He's been I to can't, the field, ta- I can't the field help, house. More I can't than, help him closer to the drum. I can't help him closer to Allen F- Fog Fieldhouse. Other like compared to the drum. I'm sorry. I gotta get on a flight to get to Austin. I don't have when to get on a the, flight to get to Kansas. This is a actually a great a great conversation, uh, because it is the drums' last game. Trying to think of the last time that I was in there, it had to have been. I actually think the last time. Oh, I know the last time I was in there. the <laughs> The last two times I was in there wasn't even for basketball games, Joe. The oh, last wow. two times I was in there was three years ago. Saw the Chainsmokers, and <laughs> get this. This is this is. I think eight years before that, Black Sabbath. Wow! <laughs> yeah, so there you go. You do like old people music, God! I know I like, you did, Creighton. I like I I get on to you, folks. I get on I get on to people because they only like old music. If you like new and old music, we're good to go, and that would be me. So, <laughs> I uh, that I saw I saw them, and then the last UT game I think I saw in there was against like Missouri or something. Oh Jesus Christ! That's yes, old. I know. And so it might have been Baylor. I don't know. It, it wasn't any time soon, but yeah, definitely Missouri was a game that I saw. Hey, you gotta, so, go, you gotta go back there. You gotta go back. For I the, mean, uh, final game. It, it's gonna. I tell you this though, as as sentimental as it will be against uh, Baylor in a sold out arena uh, to close it out, what the what the drum has meant, and uh, yeah, what what it's meant in the the history in it, and who's played in there. With all that being said, good freaking riddance. I'm so ready for I'm so ready for a new arena. This thing is, it's got history, but my god, it is so old. It is so old, and it it's, needs to be. Yeah. It, it it need it's gotten a couple renovations, but it is time for Texas to finally get a new place. And I'm excited to see what uh, the students look like on the sideline. And everybody's been giving us crap because we can't fill a stadium that is substantially bigger than most college arenas and now with about ten thousand seats we're gonna pack it in every time and i can't wait for that atmosphere but yeah i mean the game the team that beat kansas that's who's gonna beat baylor and i will say this joe i think the one and a half spread is a very generous spread given how bad it was last time because we got completely outclassed last time so I'll take the one and a half. That was that's. Ooh. I mean, well, that... <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. We can't really complain about filling a big arena because we are twenty second in largest uh, arenas. Sure, that but that's still twenty second. Look at all the all the. To give me, give me some of the who are the, who are not all. Just give me some of the notables. Syracuse. Ahead. Yep. So you know Louisville. why. You know why. You know why Syracuse. Just the carrier. Yeah, they yeah. played a freaking football stadium. Okay? Yeah, Louisville. Louisville's is big. Louisville's and Kentucky's is and big. And they fill it though. Uh, they, North... they filled it when they. Hey, they were. They filled it when they were winning. Oh, okay? that's true. North then, Carolina. North Carolina is a historic program. I'll give you that one. Tennessee. Tennessee's huge. 
Kentucky. They only filled it when they won. Yeah, Kentucky always fills And they it still because... call it Rupp Arena. God, you know, yeah, guys, they, guys, I was kind of racist. I mean, I, mean I, I went to it when I was in Kentucky. It's it's massive. And so it's huge. And they're renovating it. It's only getting bigger. So <laughs> At 6, at six, Georgetown. Yes, Georgetown. Capital One yeah. Arena. Yes, that's a big one. St. John's. Oh, well, they play at Madison Square Garden. Yes, they play at MSG. Uh, NC State at PNC Arena. Yes. Arkansas is at 9. Okay, that one's surprising. BYU has 19,000 seats. Mm-hmm. Ohio State has 18,000. UNLV has 18,000. Seton Hall has 18,000. Creighton has 18,000. You see the trend, though, right? Like, all these teams, like, these are all, these are, these are, most of these are either historic teams or these are only teams that have filled up their arenas when they're good. Ask Mar- Creighton, ask Creighton if they're filling up their arena now. Marquette <laughs> so. has 17,000. Yeah. Well, it's all basketball schools. Oh, that too. That too, by the way. That too. Who's number one? Syracuse. Okay, yeah. The carrier, no. That's such a yeah. cheat. I'm sorry. That's a cheat, man. So, All they so do is put bleachers on one so te- side. So technically Louisville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that's that that would have honestly either that or Kentucky would have been my guess. And so top twenty, I mean, what are we at? Sixteen thousand? Seventeen? Twenty two, yeah, sixteen. Oh, we're yeah, sixteen. Okay, yeah, see? Yeah. Twenty second, yeah. uh twenty second in the nation. And uh yeah, I mean, I don't know, it might be that wine and cheese crowd. I don't know. Well, it's definitely I mean that doesn't help, but it uh I will say that most college stadiums are sitting at nine, ten thousand at sellouts all the time. So it's very hard unless you're like Kentucky or North Carolina. Even North Carolina last year, Joe, when they were having struggles, uh, they would fill up some games, but not every game. Kentucky, kind of the same, but those guys have mostly been able, obviously, to fill up all their stuff. But yeah, it's not easy, and so I'm I'm, I'm welcoming this ten thousand seater uh stadium and i i think is is garth brooks gonna be the first i could that could be wrong is garth brooks the first entertainer to play in there i'm not uh, sure wouldn't, I'm not, wouldn't surprise me wouldn't surprise me i'm but. not sure i'm not sure um you know i think that these two games are going to be a huge test for texas even if they lose them joe just I, I i think if you're competitive in both i think that's a great sign looking forward into the big 12 tournament because right now it's not going to get any easier you go Baylor, Kansas, and odds are looking like you're about to play Iowa State. And even though they handled Iowa State, Iowa State can be a thorn in anybody's side any given yes. day. Yeah, no, I agree. So just John play- Mayer. John Mayer. Oh, God. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> fine. Uh, play competitive. Hopefully take one of two of these. That'd be great. Preferably the one against Kansas so I can see a win. Uh but if you like you said, if they're competitive, it's a good sign heading into the Big Twelve tournament. But that'll do it for an episode. Creighton, final thoughts. You know, I th- I am uh, one. I'm extremely impressed by the baseball team. I've uh, so much so that probably the first time in my life I've ever been excited to get on a podcast and actually talk baseball. Like looking forward to it. That's a we're big gonna deal convert them, folks. We're yeah. gonna convert them to a baseball. <laughs> that was fan. a big. That's a big deal. So. Uh, UT really showed their dominance uh, over the weekend, and I think that this is a massive confidence booster, and I'm excited to see how they handle some SEC teams, other SEC teams like a Tennessee and LSU uh, in the Shriners Hospital for Children's College Classic in Houston. That'll be fun. Uh, the, the, the baseball looks to be well on their way to uh, punching a ticket to Omaha. That's clearly 
the standard. So with that, Texas basketball, man, if you can still one of these games, that would be huge. If you can maybe get both of them, golly, you're going to lock in a four seed. If the, if the cards fall right, you might lock in a, a three seed. So uh, you still have a lot to play for, especially now that one, two, three, four, five, six all lost. That's a, That changes a lot of things. So I'm excited, Joe. I'm excited for the drum to finally have a farewell and we get into this nice looking Moody Center that's uh, going to be welcoming John Mayer first and then Bon Jovi, <laughs> Justin hey. Bieber, and then George Strait. The Who's coming. Hey, oh. The Eagles, Jack White. I mean, hey, Creighton, we got to go see the Eagles, man. How much you. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. You know how much the Eagles tickets are? Have you ever seen? No, I've never seen. How much are they? They are. They are. They are a, a fair amount. If I can get this going on real quick. Uh, with final thoughts for you. Final thoughts for you. Yeah, no, baseball's really good. $300 for nosebleeds. Are you. No way. Yeah, yeah, they're they're the most they're one of the most expensive tickets in all of music. I remember looking at like old posters and tickets in the seventies were like ten bucks to yes, see they, these guys. And if you want to go in Dallas, Joe, like their tickets like go up even more. They're like five six hundred bucks for nosebleeds. Huge. So I'm about to see Snoop Dogg for sixty in Lincoln on four twenty. Da 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 da. It's not only D-O-double-G, Snoop Dogg. Oh, Lord. Let's yeah. get out of here. Uh, okay, yeah, let's get out of here. Cue the Snoop Dogg. Bring up the, bring up the Snoop Dogg. I want to hear Snoop Dogg as I take this out of the uh, as I take this out of the podcast. That'll do it for another edition, folks. Baseball is good. Basketball is going to take one of these two. I have a good feeling. And always remember, the eyes of Texas are upon you. And hook them. You know what happened with the D-R-E? Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker.